Ooh, welcome back to the Highland Speed Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. Conference championship games are over. We are now on to the Pro Bowl next week, the most exciting game of the year. Are we degenerates and do we bet on the Pro Bowl? Is there lines for the Pro Bowl? Well, I have a game, a gambling addiction, so I'm definitely going to be betting on the Pro Bowl. I mean, I'm taking AFC. Mac Jones is playing. I'm, taking, I'm rolling with the big man. Mac Jones with Najee and Deontay Johnson. So are we going to see a trade for those two guys on the Patriots next year? Maybe. You guys could take Deontay at this point. Can't catch a ball to save his life. Yeah, we don't want that. So figured we'd jump right into the probably two of the more exciting games of, of the the playoffs still. I mean, we got a little bit of a, a high after last week's Bills-Chiefs game, but the, the game still stuck with it pretty good. Um, Actually, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think those were like two awful games. Think so? Yeah, th- those games were terrible. Um, Before we do that, I would like to congratulate you on your Rams pick. Uh, congratulations on getting one of the Super Bowl teams. I was an 18-point po- blown lead away from being one of those as well, but Unfortunately, you know, Kansas City's a choke job artist, and I lost on that one. You know, I was close with the other one, too. You, you were. Um, like, I mean, no, I'm just talking letter-wise. The Bills, Bengals, you're a little bit oh, close. Jesus. It starts with it. I mean, whatever. Um, I'll say this, though. I've never been more happy to be wrong about my picks. A, I don't—I mean, let's, let's run down the list of reasons to be happy that the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl. I think the first one is just we don't have to see Jackson Mahomes and his and stupid Brittany Matthews. and Brittany Matthews. I don't have to see them twerk or do anything retarded. <laughs> you can't Kids say show. that. I can say you whatever I want. Can't say that. I don't like them. They're dumb. They annoy me. <sighs> uh, I don't have to listen to uh, analysts have be just massive blowhards about oh is Patrick Mahomes the goat now? Like we don't have to have a goat conversation, right? We're good on that one. We know that the guy that won seven Super Bowls is the GOAT. We're, we're aware of that. Yeah, I also don't ever want to hear about a Chiefs dynasty ever again. Yeah, they, they, it's definitely not. Okay, like, you, you can't, you know. We can't sit here and have Chiefs fans and Chiefs blowhards just say, nope, this Chiefs dynasty is the, the next thing after the Patriots one. It's like, well, the Patriots were, like, consistently good. They went to eight straight AFC championship games, six Super Bowls in 20 years. Like No, 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 no. Ten, nine Super Bowls in 20 years. I was talking about wins, but oh, okay, uh, yeah, that's yeah, fine. nine Super right. Bowls in twenty years yeah. with six like, wins, like I think that, that's, that's that's a bit of a different simmer level. down a little bit. Yeah. You went to two straight Super Bowls and lost two AFC Championship games, one that you should have won but blew a twenty-one point lead or eighteen, and point and lead. one and, and another one that you choked in because the D Ford play. I mean, they they were going to win that game. Brady threw an interception and D Ford lined up offsides. I mean, th- that's that's a choke job. Um, more storylines that are dead. Like, the quarterback that's, you know, not the most mobile guy or not the most freak of nature guy can't win. I mean, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford. I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow was pretty mobile. No, I, yeah, but he's, he's, of his not, offensive line. he's not really mobile. No, though. yeah. Like, Joe Burrow's got the same amount of athleticism as Matt Stafford does. You know, yeah. those guys aren't. I mean, realistically, these are the two, like, I really want to see either one of these quarterbacks win a Super Bowl moment. Like, I won't be mad. I'll be a little upset with the Rams because of how high I've been on them if they don't win, but I'm not going to be mad to see Joe Burrow win it. I like Joe Burrow. I like the narrative that he absolutely wrecked his knee last year and realistically come back from one of the worst injuries we've seen in a minute, barring Alex Smith and Dak Prescott last can year. You, can you name the quarterbacks in their first two seasons to make it to a Super Bowl? I think there's seven of them. There's either six or seven. Tom. Yep. Ben. Yep. 
Joe Burrow. Yep. Oh. Russ is one of them. What year did he get drafted? Uh, the year before he made it to the Super Bowl. Well, thanks, asshole. Yeah, 20, I think he was the 2011 draft or the 2012 draft or whatever it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, Russ is one of them. Uh, Dan Marino is another. And, oh, the other, the one that nobody knows is Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I know he'll, yeah, because he'll be the, Joe Burrows also could be the first person, first quarterback to win a Heisman, a uh, NCAA championship, and yep. a Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl. Yep. Not the first NFL player, because right. Reggie first, Bush did that as well, but. Yeah, first quarterback. First quarterback. To do that. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, some, some pretty cool narratives. So, obviously, that puts Burrow in, like, a really big-time conversation there. Um, and. Do you do you owe Joe Burrow a little bit of an apology? No, I don't think I owe Joe. Okay, it's not like Joe Burrow played amazing yesterday. I understand. Like he had some. But... Ru- he, a that interception that was an interception that Bolton dropped on the sideline, like where he was just trying to throw it out of bounds. Like that's just a terrible play. That's terrible. He threw some bad balls in that game. No, I understand, but he's not as bad as. as... I didn't say he was bad. I like Joe Burrow. I think we've had this argument. We've had this argument. You t- you're trying to frame me as like this Joe Burrow hater. I think he's a good player. I've said his comparison is Tony Romo's ability. Like he has the same ability as Tony Romo. He's a little bit mobile. He's good in the pocket, and he'll make it to a Super Bowl. Uh, he will make it to a Super Bowl. That's true. But like he's gonna throw some interceptions. He's gonna take bad sacks. But he's got a nice arm. He doesn't have a cannon. It's not like Joe Burrow's fucking Josh Allen kid show. You know he has a nice arm. He's pretty accurate. Like, he's good. Joe Burrow is very good. I very much like him as a quarterback. I don't love him. Do I think he's probably never going to be a top five guy, but he's very good. I like him. If he wins the Super Bowl, he might stamp his ticket to the Hall of Fame for all we know. Because apparently that's all it takes now. You win one Super Bowl, you're just going to get in the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. He took down Patrick Jackson and Brittany Mahomes. That's all we need. Honestly, just, just for taking down Jackson Mahomes, I'll, I'll put him in. That's Book fine. Right now. He's in for me. If I see that stupid kid twerk one more time, I might, I'm going to drive to Kansas City and like I'm going to have words. I can't handle that. So I just want to talk about this for a second because I just find this hilarious. Um, Brittany, his wife, was on Twitter all of last week like, I don't understand how people could just say they they hate hate people they don't even know or why I get so much hate for the things that I just like to do and being myself. And her comments were just flooded with people pulling up old tweets and like there was a tweet she said one of the Lions players did something in like 2019 and she was like that guy needs to die. And the the guy posted a screenshot of her tweet and it's like you just you aren't getting unnecessary hate here. You are getting everything you deserve and more. Like, there, just this year alone, you sprayed champagne on freezing cold Kansas City fans because you beat Buffalo last week. Good for you. Good win. Don't do that. Jackson Mahomes and you standing on Sean Taylor's memorial in Washington. Jackson Mahomes going to a Kansas City bar and throwing a fit because they would not seat him and his group of 20 people in a small town Kansas City bar. Like, you two are the most overprivileged people because your husband and brother are the highest paid quarterback of all time. Like, it's just, it's hilariously funny that karma has gotten to them. And I feel bad for Patrick Mahomes because he has to go home to that now and wait, sit on his couch that, until next season. Is that season. why he wins in the postseason? Because he I doesn't so. want to go home to that? Yeah, like, I don't blame oh my him. God. I, I know that she had a tweet. I can't remember if it was after he won the Super Bowl or after he lost to Brady. And. She was like, people need to stop saying, stop, or 
people comparing my brother's dynasty to Tom Brady's dynasty need to chill out. Tom Brady's 42, Mahomes yes. is 22. Like, let me know what he's done when he's that age. And I'm like, what? First of all, Brady in his first four years won three Super Bowls. Like, that's not... So we can, we can already stop with that argument because Brady won three Super Bowls in his first four seasons as a starter. Like, enough. I, I, I don't want... You know, I, we need to move on. I can't talk about her anymore. <laughs> Let's talk about the actual game. Um, the last play of the first half. That's what everybody's hammering the Chiefs for today. And... I don't. I don't mind the decision to go for it. I, I agree with the, the decision play, to go for it. I mind the play call. So I don't mind the play call either. But I mean, obviously, I don't. I, I mind it because he didn't score. But that play, they use that all the time. They use that play on the on the goal line, and almost every time they run that, the guy that is sprinting to the sideline is wide open. The Bengals just covered it up, and Mahomes didn't read it. I'm good with that play call. Because, but the thing is, Mahomes has to see it. He has to see that it's covered and throw it away. But that play call, I'm fine with. It were, Mo, Hardman did it later in the or earlier in the game, and he's wide open, six yards of just clear space. So Mahomes has to read it better because he literally panics and just throws it to, to Hill. He saw the defend the defenders switching the field and passing it off, and then just decided, oh shit, well I got to throw it. And he didn't he didn't make a good quarterback decision. But I mean. Who who were I was watching the game with, you know they were basically they're up twenty one to three or well it was twenty one ten at that point, but when it was twenty one to three they're like oh the game's over and I'm like well it's not over you know this is the NFL yeah plus thirty five hundred for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl and I missed out on it but I mean Eli Apple with that tackle I he made that tackle and I said I think that just swung the game I, I said it I'm like I'm pr- I think the Bengals are coming back because. That's such a mo- like momentum is a real thing, and if you score that touchdown, if you're the Chiefs, you go in and you're like four drives, four touchdowns. We're feeling good. I mean, they 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 score that touchdown going to the locker room, twenty eight to three. The game's over. I mean, Joe. Burrow, no, it, it Joe- was, they had ten points already. The Bengals had ten points. It was twenty. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, okay, you're going twenty eight to ten and a half. Yeah. Like, it, the game is basically right. Well, over. you're you're gonna go up. You're gonna have. You're gonna be like, well, we just scored four touchdowns on four drives. We're going to feel really good about ourselves. They can't stop us. Instead, you go in, oh, shit. Like, we didn't. We got stopped there. We got no points out of that drive. And the Bengals on the other side are going, we can stop them. Like, we just stopped them. It's possible. And props to the defensive coordinator. Uh, why is that guy not getting interviewed for jobs? Not going to lie. Like, it's not like the Bengals are just this loaded team on defense. I mean, they have some nice players. But, like, I can name Mike Hilton, DJ Reader, and Eli Apple. Those are like the Bengals. Oh, Trey Hendrickson. I can name those. Those are like the consistently Bengals I can name on defense. Von Bell. Oh, Von Bell. Yeah, Von Bell. Other than that, like it's not like they have any superstars. And those guys are not superstars. That guy did an amazing job yesterday. He made adjustments. And you know what the Chiefs didn't do? The thing the Chiefs never do, make adjustments. They do not adjust anything. They run what they do. Well, that's do you fine. need to when you have Patrick Mahomes and the fastest wide receiver in the league? And that this... Six foot five, six foot six tight end that just runs down the field and nobody decides to cover that man. And I texted you at one point. Why are we not covering him? This is three weeks in a row that he's running the same little like kind of corner route for a yard off of like off of the the seam and then just a seam route. 
Like, and nobody's near him. It's not like he's breaking the defender's ankles. Nobody is just on him. He doesn't even, like, run hard. He, like, jogs to a spot, gets to the spot, and the ball's on him. It's like he's, he doesn't even sprint. Yeah. He just jogs to a spot. It's ridiculous. Um, but they made a great adjustment. They started rushing four and, like, dropping eight, but then having a spy blitz if Mahomes looked like he wasn't going to run. And it worked. Um, and it really confused Mahomes who after that play kind of went haywire. And we see with some of these quarterbacks that are like like Josh Allen, we've seen it, he can go haywire. You know, Mahomes, he, we see it sometimes, he just can't do anything. Uh, Herbert, we've seen Herbert just absolutely lose his cool. Like some of these guys that have these big arms that are wicked athletic that can make all these throws, they have one thing go wrong and it's kind of like they're... Well, I mean, there's a guy that played yesterday that you're also not mentioning. Oh, Matthew Stafford, the ah. guy that... The guy oh, that, hang on. We'll, no, get, we'll get but Stafford. I mean, just but comparing yeah. the quarterbacks, the guy right. that who's is famous for only his arm throwing the ball down the field late in the game, trying to force a touchdown and almost get should have gotten picked off to lose you guys right. the game. You got very lucky. I agree with what you're saying. Like we, it's almost like these quarterbacks that are like that. They're kind of like basketball players. Like, like sometimes basketball players will just go cold, and there's no reason for it. It's like they just can't. They can't do anything right. Well, I think and that's why these guys are praised because when when what they do works, they're unbeatable. Like you can't beat these guys when when their play style works. Right, they like run and gun. The only of. ones that can beat each other are those guys. That's yeah. it. Like Mahomes and Allen were the only but two quarterbacks last week that could have played a game like that. You fall apart, like you're saying, in an instant, and you've lost the game. The and second you cannot do that right. anymore. And I think that's why if I'm picking a quarterback, like I'm always going to want to take the Joe Burrows, the Mac Jones. Uh, you know, the Brady's of the world, the Drew Brees guys. Like, I'm always going to want that guy because that's the slow and steady wins the race thing. I prefer, like, I know that those guys are all fun. Deshaun Watson is is electric. But let me know when that dude wins a big game in the NFL. Like, those guys go haywire. They just can't, something goes wrong for them, and all of a sudden they're like, I got to make every single play. We saw it, that second half. Mahomes should have thrown, like, four interceptions. Von, ba- Von Bell should have had a pick, or Eli Apple should have had a pick six to end the game. To start overtime. Yeah, to start overtime. That should have been pick six. He should have been in the end zone, and the game should have been over. And then, like, Mahomes was like, well, I, I got to make this play up. He threw two, the first two passes of overtime were just Marcus Robinson, who hadn't had a target all game. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And just everybody, everybody that has posted change the overtime rules after the Chiefs-Bills game, eat shit. Eat shit. Please, kids show. But... Take take a big old pile of shit out from your front lawn and just start eating it, like because, the dog shit that piles yes. up in your front yard yes. in the snow. Yeah, like just it, it it's just yesterday proved if you can play defense, you're going to earn your spot in overtime, and you're going to win the game. You're going to have a chance to win the game. Joe Burrow is so cool. Even coin flips don't bother. Yeah, him. Josh Allen yesterday, guy guy calls heads. It was tails. Well, that sucks. That sucks so much right there. It was and. For all the, I'm one of those people. If I get to call the the coin toss, just always call heads. I think it's proven like head heads comes up 55 percent of the time. So just always call heads. And you know what? The Bengals went out there like heads. We're taking heads. We're not letting Kansas City get the ball. They get the ball. It's like, are you kidding me? They, ju- Mahomes is turned into Brady. He really yeah. has with the luck thing. Oh I, yeah, Facebook it's, went nuts. It's ridiculous. Like Twitter, Facebook, he's all just of it. gonna win every coin toss for the rest of his life. He's never gonna fail. It's ridiculous. 
I, he they won the coin toss and I'm like of course they won the coin toss like come on did we think that was gonna go any yeah. other way and it, I thought it was funny and this just goes back to the if you were just begging for the overtime rules to get changed didn't hear a, a word so everybody tweeted or posted on Facebook right away changed overtime rules this is just bullshit the Chiefs are gonna win again the Bengals win and it's like oh but but where are you guys now like that just shows that if you play defense correctly. And I haven't had a single person give me a legitimate argument for the overtime rules to be changed other than I just want both teams to possess the ball. Well, how about earn yourself a, a, a right, place like this, to possess the ball? This isn't basketball, though. It's not basketball. And it's, it's not, not soccer. Right. It's, it's not, not baseball. Soccer, it's not baseball. These are not games where both sides of you, you 100% like, get a chance. The only way that you can score in those sports is if you have the ball. Yeah. You can score if you're on defense. You know, like you can turn them over. Yeah, you can turn somebody over in basketball, but like you still can't score being on defense. Yeah, you have you, to you be play, on offense you to play score. You defense, steal the ball, you still have to make the right, basket. Right, Like in football, if the quarterback throws an interception, you can score off of that, you know, like without possession being changed, basically. That's the difference. And I'm sorry, you brought, I mean, you brought it up. You brought up the stat. In five of those 12 so, overtime games? Yeah, there's been 12 playoff overtime games in NFL history. No, no. It, or since this, the rule Since changed. the rule change. Which, why it was why the rule was ever just get a field goal and the game's over is beyond me. Yeah. Like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Thank God we changed that. Like, like, so in the 12 overtimes that have happened since the rule change, five, seven of them, or two of them were when the other team got the ball. Or it got the ball right away. Hang on, you're yeah, you're kind of I'm butchering apart it. here. I have to think. So about it. there's been 12 games. Yes. In five of those 12 games, the other team, yeah, the team, the that, team that won the, the toss, toss, didn't score yeah. right away. They might still, they still won the game, but the other team got a but chance to possess the them. ball. Yeah. Two of the games, the team that didn't win the coin toss won the game. Yes, I just so, butchered that completely. Yes, I understand that people think, yeah, if you win the coin toss, you're going to win the game. But the uh, in five of those games, the other team has still gotten to possess the ball and didn't win either. So we're seven and five where teams didn't get to possess the ball. Seven times the other team didn't, five times the teams did. It's like, well, that doesn't seem that off to me. Yeah, that's 60-40 that's, that's basically. Yeah. Like, like, and I mean, just because, you know, it's not our, it's not, and the rules I'm sorry, fault that the other team didn't possess the ball. I'm sorry, there are a bunch of those where momentum just carried teams to win. And it's like, well, that's the time I see an argument of, okay, well, the momentum is just too much to subside. Right. There's really, there's really only been three or four of those games where basically like one team just was not going to get stopped. Patriots against the Falcons. Yeah, Patriots against the Falcons. Chiefs against the Bills last week. Patriots against the Chiefs in 2018. Yep. There was, whoever got the ball was scoring there. Like, we knew that. Um I'm trying to think of the other one. There was a, I think there's a Rams game or something. I I, I can't remember, but the, uh, those three specifically, it was like take your cleats off. You're not getting the ball back. The quarterback on the other side is too good. You're just it's not happening for you. We had a playoff game go to double overtime because the ball, three downs punt, three downs punt. I think it was Ravens. It was Ravens Broncos. Yeah. That was the mile high miracle where Flacco hit Jacoby like, Jones on the sideline. And I'm sorry, but. I don't want to watch teams just punt the ball over and over and over time. And just like I don't want to see teams get the ball at the 20-yard line like college and just score a touchdown from the 20-yard line. Yeah, I mean, we've already hashed this out. We don't have to. Yeah. But, I mean, basically the rule, like, it's confirmed. Like, And and if the Chiefs had gone down and scored yesterday, I think they would have probably done something about the rules. But, like, 
they didn't. And it goes to show, like, you get to play defense. You have that ability. And like I said last week, I think if they just gave teams a 10-minute break, we'd see more stops. But clearly we're seeing stops. Like, five times the offense has been stopped. You know, I mean, it just comes down to coaching and just executing on the field. And like yesterday, Mahomes went haywire. He threw a pick, which, what a terrible ball. I, I, I've got to say that's one of the worst second halves I've ever seen. He threw it play. up, too, and I instantly was like, oh, that's a touchdown. Like When it, when it left his hand, yeah, you were like, oh, somebody's open. I'm like, oh, it's 34, 35 yards down the field. Like, somebody's wide open. The game's over. Right. Good I job, figured Hardman was, like, wide open. And then Somebody was, didn't cover him. It was double coverage on the sideline, basically. It know? was basically the, the Rodgers to Adams throw from last week. Yeah. Because if you watch it again... I think it's Hardman is underneath, like, 15 yards downfield. He's going to have a first down. And it's basically like, oh, I'm just forcing it to this guy. And, I like, that just doesn't work. Like, you just – that it's not going to work. Great play by the defender to get behind it and tip the ball away. Way to be in the right spot. Like, great job. I tipped the hat. It Couldn't be happier. Um, I think that was a good – I think yeah. you're not giving that game enough Yeah, credit. but that game really was bad. Like – I know that it was a comeback, but it the comeback so really it was there, it was I, a, it wasn't a uh, like this massive. Like everybody's yeah, making it out it, like was this it the huge. Fact that it was it was one sided for one half and one sided for it, the second. It half? It wasn't even that one sided because it was twenty one to ten at the half. Like if you told me twenty one to ten at the half, I'm like, oh okay, that's not really a comeback. Like when you say comeback to me, it has to be all the points come in the second half. Eleven points more than the other team in the second half is not impressive to me. Or well, it's more than that. It's uh, 14 more points than yeah 14 they they scored two more they scored two more touchdowns in the second half than the Chiefs did like that really wasn't that much of a comeback the game kind of sucked because basically the whole fourth quarter nobody could move the ball nobody could move the ball and the Chief first of all Mahomes should thank his lucky stars that Joe Tooney fell on that ball that he fumbled which that was like the classic Matt Ryan sack right there so he took the first sack and you're like oh well that was a dumb play like what is he doing and then takes the Matt Ryan sack where it's like, oh, let's make a 20-yard field goal, a 44-yarder. I mean, that was just awful. That was too much hero ball, and that was Andy Reid. That's Andy Reid's fault. Yeah, I'm and, sorry. And that's another one of those instances we said before. It's these quarterbacks like, you're not going to see Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers kind of, but not running around to that right, But extent. Aaron Rodgers gets rid yeah. of it. He doesn't like, take sacks like that. Joe Burrow was running around, but he would run one way and then potentially throw the ball away. And he had, I, this is what made oh, me that think one of escape. This. The one where he escaped and kind of just chucked it to the sideline and almost got picked, should have gotten picked. Yeah, that's that was is terrible. That what, yeah. Yeah, that, that ball was just awful. He threw it, and I'm like, what are you doing? You don't see Bolton running across the field right there? Like, that was bad. Um, but Burrow made some incredible escapes in that game. But, I mean, that's, that's the problem with Mahomes and – He's never going to not be like that because Andy Reid has drilled it into his head like, you can do this. And it's hero ball. And just like that play at the end of the half, that was Patrick Mahomes' call. He asked Andy Reid to make to let him make that play. like Kick the field goal, you win the, the game. Well, you don't necessarily win the game, but you're up a little more. You don't lose all your momentum. You know, that's, that's part of it. But, like, the hero ball with some of these quarterbacks is a problem. And I don't like it. That's why I keep saying I'd rather have my Mac Jones, I'll take my Joe Burrow, like... 
I don't want to throw Herbert into that category, but I'm going to throw Herbert into the Mahomes category because he is like. Oh, I mean, he I'm goes not haywire. going to take Mac Jones over Justin Herbert, but I would. No, take, but I'm saying if I'm building have, a franchise and I, the guy I'm going to be able to trust to not screw it up like that, that's the kind of player. No, I, the the Justin Herberts of the if world. You, if you have two guys that are at equal skill level, that do just one's Patrick Mahomes and one is Mac Jones, Tom Brady play style, like you're going to probably take Tom Brady. Because it's proven that that works. Well, right. I, I mean, I still think, okay, let me just use Joe Burrow then. I won't throw Mac Jones. But Mac Jones is the similar kind of player where yesterday I'm like, oh, see, you don't have to be wicked athletic to win playoff games. You can win playoff games with a pocket guy. It's, it's still a thing. Like, that, that still works. Like, yesterday, jo- Justin Herbert would have lost by 40. He would have tried to throw him back into that game, and he would have thrown three interceptions in the second half, and he would have lost. Like, that's what happens with those guys. I don't trust them. They're not level-headed. They're, they're too much of a me team guy instead of a we team guy. And I don't want that for my team. I'd much rather have the standard quarterback. I don't need a superhero. I need a guy that's going to make the right decisions. Yeah, I agree. Um, about the Rams-Niners game, what were your thoughts for the most part other than just Jimmy G is an absolute trash bag of a quarterback. I still fully believe Kyle Shanahan is a very good coach. I thought he outcoached Sean McVay yesterday, and Jimmy G just consistently tried to give the game to the to the Rams until finally he did give it to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sean McVay, what are you doing? You have these two very, very bad challenges. The first challenge game. I'm good with because I thought he got it. I thought he got the first down. On that yeah. first challenge. No, I wasn't mad about the first one, but the second one. The second one was bad. The second one was a bad it, challenge. That's just let it go. You're you're putting your team in a position to not be able to win this football game. And, like, it was just two complete opposite sides of the ball where Matt Stafford was trying to do a little bit too much to put his keep his team in the game and win the game. Jimmy G was doing everything to lose it, and Kyle Shanahan was like, all right, well, you're not really helping me at all, but I'm going to coach my balls off here. Well, the problem was close. he was trying to take it out of Garoppolo's hands, but they couldn't run. They could not run the ball. I mean, they had 50 total rushing yards. If you tell me that the Niners have 50 total rushing yards in a game, I figure they get blown out like 35-7. to 7. Like, the fact that they were in the game and should've they should have won it with 50 rushing yards tells me how good of a team that is. That Their defense is ridiculous. That... I don't know who 56 was for that. I don't know who 56 is, but he must have bull rushed uh, Andrew Whitworth like six times that in that not game. Fred Warner? No, Fred Warner's 54. I think it's Greenlaw. I think Greenlaw is 56. I don't know. He kept lining up alongside Whitworth, and he bull rushed Whitworth like five times. It was in a quarter, and I'm like, oh my God, he is absolutely terrorizing this dude. Whitworth's old ass. <laughs> He's standing on the podium after the game. She's like, you look like. The grandpa of every single player like in that team. Brady's three years older than him, and he looks like he's 62. Yeah. He looks 62. Like, he looks like the the uh, the tr- the dump truck driver that gets out of work and goes home to his kids and sleeps in the recliner at 545. Like, that's what he looks like. It was just... I'm watching the post game, and his face pops up. And I just couldn't help but laugh. It's like, you don't belong here, bud. But you're still really good, which is still a top seven left tackle in football. Um, The game, to me, I didn't watch a bunch of it. It was not as good as I thought it was going to be. It was just... That was the exact game I thought it was going to be. What what was my score? Do you have my score for that game? Because I feel like my score was really close. 
It, that, no, you were. Because I, I went and I looked just to double check, make sure that you didn't get the score. Um, you had 17 to 10. 49. 17 to 10. It was I 23 mean, to 23 to 20. 20. Yeah. Like, I just, that was the exact game I thought it was going to be. I was actually closer, though. Right. I had 24 21. Yeah. Like, I just, I did not see that game being a blowout. It wasn't. Stafford made terrible decisions. Stafford was bad. Like, I know that everybody wants to praise him today, but. Like, if I'm thinking about players that I really want on that team to win a Super Bowl, I get Matt Stafford, but that game is about, like, Aaron Donald's going to get his shot, Odell's going to get his shot, Von Miller's going to get another shot. Like, Whiskey tart. (laughs) Tart. Like, Matt Stafford yesterday was basically getting carried. He got carried, pretty much. Like, I'm not going to mix words about it. He he was bad. He was bad in that game. He made some nice throws. The run-after-catch stuff was stupid, though. Like, Every time Cooper Cup got the ball, it was another twenty-five yards. Yeah, it was. It was underwhelming, in the sense of you have this quarterback first time in an a- NFC Championship game, playing for your obvious first Super Bowl ever because you were on the Lions before this, just trying to get yourself there, and you aren't doing everything in your power to lose you the game, but it does not look like you're doing everything in your power to win yourself that game. You feel like Matt Stafford has gotten a little bit comfortable. These last couple weeks, what well, with the lead against the Bucks, got comfortable, almost lost the game. Yeah, but that wasn't his fault. Everybody else on the team I know. screwed up, not him. And then this week, it was just well, I mean, I'm just gonna kind of try to coast by through this game. There were some rumors of injury going into the game, so I don't know if that played a part. When every time he gets hit, he gets up and he's limping. I don't yeah. understand that. It's every time he gets hit, he gets up and limps. I have no clue what's wrong with him, but clearly something is. I, I'm just happy. That they're there. I didn't want to be the guy that talked up the Rams the entire entire off season and regular season and they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. The Niners were just bad. Oh yeah. Well not the Niners, but Jimmy G was just bad. The yesterday. Niners lost the game more than the Rams won the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean Stafford threw the interception. All the guy has to do is catch the ball. That's why you play corner. Like you play corner because you can't catch, clearly. Or I think you play safety, but I mean, that was just bad. It was bad. And, I mean, let's do the narratives for this game. I think the narratives uh, moving forward are, you know, Sean McVay is the golden boy, which, okay, fine, he can have that, whatever. Um, it, You know, Stafford's trying to win this one for all of Detroit. Stafford and Eminem in the same Super Bowl. Oh, God. Um, you know, I think you have the narrative of Odell just – Oh, he's a winning player. See, he every time he caught a ball yesterday, I was like, oh, that's a winning player right there. Yeah. And he was good yesterday. He was very good. Um, you have, is that the last time Jimmy G plays for the 49ers? Who's going to quarterback the 49ers next year? I don't think it can be Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't I think don't, Jimmy Garoppolo can quarterback any team. I, I still think he's a starter in this league, but, but I just... Over who, though? What do you mean over who? We have some terrible quarterbacks in this league. You don't think he's better than anybody on the on the football team? Soon to be the the is it the Commanders? I guess the Admirals? Or no, I think it's the Commanders whatever. or whatever. Like he's better than the football team's quarterbacks. Is he better than Thursday? Sam Darnold or Cam Newton? Yeah, he is. He's much better than those guys. He's t- he's going to be better than whoever the Saints have next year. Oh well, yeah, that's pretty sure that's where he's going to be playing, unless he's playing for another team in that division potentially. Like I just named three teams. He, he he's Seattle? a better quarterback than I said. Division are the Saints in the division of Seattle. 
No, they are not. Oh, you Come meant? On. I thought you meant in the division of the 49ers. No, NFC South. I mean, I I don't really care where Jimmy G goes. I don't like you're you're. <laughs> we're not gonna get into your stupid theory. Well, like, we'll get into it. Um, we'll get into it. I just I'm not. I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't. And it's fine. You don't have to like him. He does have a good winning. Telling percentage. you right now, if he ends up on the Steelers, I'm burning that entire city to the ground. Like. Heinz Field this will podcast be is not responsible for any arson that Andrew commits. Heinz Field will be no more if Jimmy G is the starting quarterback like, for the Steelers. Is he better than year. Baker Mayfield? I think oh, so. Yeah. I mean, I think he's better than Baker Mayfield. So, like, there's another team. I mean, you know, I can make an argument he's better than Kirk Cousins. I think I'm ready for the offseason. I'm ready to kind of ponder on what happens. Like, I have, I have a few theories for who gets traded to where. And I, I think they make a little bit of sense, but I have to save them. Well, we'll talk about one theory today about where someone's going to go. We, we are going to because we're just going to, and it's going to come up. Um, yeah, I mean, the Niners are just, they're a Super Bowl team, and they literally just need a quarterback that is capable of not throwing the game away. George Kittle on the second play of the game is wide open 25 yards downfield, and Jimmy throws it eight, eight yards over his head. I mean... I know a guy that can hit that throw. I know, and he's probably going to be available. There's a few of them. And it's just bad. Like, they've had terrible luck in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl in the last decade. And it's, it's just it's sad for the, for the franchise. And they basically played a home playoff game yesterday. So I, th- there was three people that I listened to today on podcasts or shows that were at the game. And it was 75% Niners fans. Yeah. The, the Rams were using a silent count. You know how bad that's going to be for the Super Bowl? They can't even get home fans to their home stadium? That's terrible. Oh, yeah. If you don't think Bengals fans are going to be in so far. Oh, because there's all these Bengals fans all, all over sudden, the place. All of a sudden there yeah, is. Well, suddenly there are. Right. Like It's probably going to be more LSU fans. Hell yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's going to be Jamar Chase and Burrow fans. So... Uh, we're not going to get into predictions like flaming one win of the week this week. It will be next week because we still have the Pro Bowl to get to. I'll take the AFC. I got AFC 35-27. So, you know, but I'll take that. What do each of these teams need to do to, to win the game? What's the single most important thing that the Rams and the Bengals have to do to beat each other? Well, if I'm the, if I'm the Bengals, the most important thing is going to be you're going to have to block. I mean, you're you are going to have to block Aaron Donald, Von Miller, yeah, and that number ninety nine is going to be a little bit yeah. scary. Like ninety nine, if Aaron, Do- if the Rams win, I'm going to pick Aaron Donald, and, and we're going to do a bunch of props next week. We're going to talk all props for that game, but Aaron Donald will be my Super Bowl MVP if the Rams win the game. So the Rams have opened up yesterday. They were p- it's it's three and a half, right? It's four now. Oh, it's four. Wow. So it this morning, or I'm sorry, last night. It was three. three and a half. It was three once the, the Rams won. Once it the Rams won, it was three. It three and a half at like 11.30 last night. Yeah. And it is now it's minus now four. four. I think it's going to get up to five and a half before kickoff because basically what's going to happen is it'll get to four and a half and they'll start betting the Bengals. But then there'll be a second wave of betters next week that'll take it. I think a lot of money is going to pour into the Bengals eventually. So it'll be right before kickoff. You'll have a, ser- a serious surge of Bengals money. I might take I think this it gets plus to five, four. though. Over under 48 and a half. 48 I'm, and a half? Yeah. So that's 25, 24. Here, see, here's the thing. I don't know if the Bengals are going to be able to block, but I, I also think that the, the Bengals have a good defense to handle what 
the Rams do well. Like their their secondary is really fast. They're not going to have a problem with the speed of Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. Now Odell might have a good day, but like the Rams don't have a tight end that can really take advantage of those matchups. So I think that they're going to be able to hold the Rams offense too. I'd almost pound the under. I feel like those two teams are going to come out really slow. If it's 0-0 after the first quarter, I won't be shocked. I think I agree with you. I, I No, not gambling advice, but I think I'm going to put... No. You don't have to say that anymore. We're in New York. We can give gambling advice legally. No, I'm, I don't want to be responsible for whatever dumbass listens to this podcast. Because you don't have to be dumb to listen to our podcast. We are pretty dumb. But, like... Whatever dumb people might hear me say, oh, I really like the Bengals at plus four, and then goes and bets the Bengals plus four and the Rams win by They're seven. They're making their own That's decisions. A, this is just isn't gambling advice. You, don't listen to me. Uh, you can listen to me if you want, but don't complain if I'm wrong. Uh, that's why it's not gambling advice. I'm I'm probably going to be betting on the, the Bengals plus four and under 48 and a half. But your rooting interest is for the Rams, right? Yes. Yeah, because I did that yesterday. I I had the Niners as my win team, but I bet everything on the Rams. Yeah. There was no way I was betting on Jimmy G. Not happening. Like, I mean, I didn't do that so much for the Bengals because I just had them at plus seven and a half against the Chiefs because, sorry, not that seven and a half is too much. Right. It's it's too much, especially with the Chiefs defense that gets lit up every week. Um, Let's talk. Two weeks ago, you asked me what my favorite Big Ben moments were. I have them. Oh, He's okay. officially retired. I have them. Number one. Well, well you got to start at five. You don't start at one. Come on. Go to five first. I we was just going to start one because one was obvious. No, we're going to go to five okay. and we're going to count it down. Jesus, what is this? All right, I think number... What f- show starts at one? Come on. Us. Um, number five, I have in 2014 when he had 12 touchdowns in two games. Yeah, what What were the games? Uh, it was against... Games. He had five... He had five in a game against like Cincinnati or something, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, and then in uh, the second game against the Colts, he threw for five twenty-two and six touchdowns. Okay, I do remember that week too. I remember those games. So, yeah, very impressive. Oh no, 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 no! So it was six. It was five. It was uh, six against the Colts with five twenty-two, and he ended up beating them fifty-one to thirty-four. And then he hosted the Ravens and threw for three forty and six touchdowns and won forty-three to twenty-three. Yeah, very impressive. Yes, I remember that side of games. Yep. So number four. I have just his rookie of the year season. One of the greatest rookie seasons ever. Okay. All right. Like, that's pretty impressive. Oh, man. This is a depressing list. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not every single quarterback can be Tom Brady. Like, like if you ask me for my top. some slack yeah. here. <laughs> if you ask me for my top five Brady moments, I'd have to be like, can I give you my top 25? Because <laughs> I can't do it. So number three, I have the uh, Antonio Brown deep touchdown pass in the 20, 2011 AFC Championship game against the Broncos, or against the Ravens. Okay. Um, right. And then number two, I have the shoestring tackle on Nick Harper in 2006, the AFC Divisional Round game against the Colts, when Jerome Bettis fumbled the ball, and Ben had to just fall on his ass to make a tackle. And w- w- that is what saved giving... Um, Bill Cowher and Jerome Bettis, they're super boring. They probably wouldn't have had them without him, and Ben would only have one without it. And then number one is should be completely obvious. It's the touchdown pass is Antonio Holmes in the 2009 Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, 
I'm sorry. You could talk shit about how unexciting five, four, and three were. But, okay, so the moments of that list that I remember, I remember the AB touchdown. I remember that one. Uh, obviously, I remember the shoe the shoelace tackle that was very impressive, and I remember the Santonio Holmes grab. The other two, I don't remember. Like I remember that so, sa- that split of games where he was really good through two games. I do remember that, but I don't remember watching those games at all. And then what was your what was your fourth one? It was just rookie season. Oh, the one of the greatest I mean, rookie seasons. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I remember. So his I mean, I could year. have went just straight up plays, which, but I'm looking and I'm like, he like that rookie of the year season was great. Like that. I mean, let's just call it what it is. You can hate Ben Roethlisberger all you want, but that was that was a great season. I mean, it wasn't a great season. It was a very good rookie season. One of the better rookie yeah, seasons a, of all time. It was a good rookie season. Like it was a good but season. I'm sorry that when Tom Brady retires, <sighs> I, I you can just easily say you know 28 to three, and that might not even be number one. That's on not your even, list. That's not even number like, one for me. The, 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 sorry, Ben Roethlisberger is not Tom like, Brady, nor the, will he ever be. I think the Rams, the drive against the Rams in the first Super Bowl is my favorite Brady moment. I think that's it. I mean, Troy Brown and he gets out of bounds and they, like I think that was yeah. You can recite that entire yeah, thing. Because that I whole hear drive you is it all the yeah. Time. I mean, it's like that one's one, and you would you would have to ask me for my top twenty five. I don't think I can give you five. There's too many. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's 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 yeah. I get it. Like I said that that was a little uncalled for, but the only I'm similarities like, oh, between Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady are they both. Retired for at least five minutes this you know, year. You know what my you know what my favorite <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger moment is? Uh, Demarius Thomas streaking down the shot. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> oh, I hate you. Or like when Jacksonville rolled up into your home stadium and beat you guys in a playoff game. Ben was awful that day. Oh my gosh! I remember I wasn't home watching that game and it was just not a fun experience. I I don't know if I've I mean that one or. Last year with the Browns lost, that was what I'm lucky. When that snap went over his, <laughs> what I'm lucky to be able to say is that not a lot of people have seen me mad watching the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like I watched the Browns Steelers game at home last year because I had COVID. Like so, like that playoff game was just by myself. At yeah, my house. You, I'm glad you weren't around me for that one. That would have been bad. Like, and then the Jacksonville game, I was around people, but I don't talk to those people anymore, so it doesn't even matter. And then the Marys t- touch Thomas touchdown was just icing on the cake of just poor decision making in that game. Um, I had hinted at it. We didn't jump into it. Tom Brady retired and then just didn't retire again. So I have a couple theories via Adam Schefter. Yeah, I have a couple theories on this. Um, yeah, I know you do. Well, we'll talk about. Let's talk about the Schefter one first. So when Deflategate happened, that nonsense that has been disproven, basically. Uh, where the league tried to railroad its superstar. Adam Schefter was, like, really harsh. H-G-H. Oh, stop it. Adam Schefter was, like, really harsh with how he covered that, and I think that Brady got, like, rubbed the wrong way. I feel like... Robert Kraft rubbed the wrong way, or was that rubbed the right Robert Kraft has always been rubbed the right (laughs) way. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I think Brady maybe, like, took a little bit something out of that, and he figured this might be a good way to mess with Schefter. And like, and ESPN's backing him because on the app it still has Brady retires after 22 seasons. He's not retired. His father and his agent both came out and well, so his father Bruce, his father came out and said he's not retiring. His agent said we will have a decision in, in right, good time. He hasn't like, made the decision. The Arians came out and shut it down. And then uh, Jason Light, the GM for the Tampa Bay Bucks, is like, 
yeah, I spoke to Tom. He hasn't informed me of any decision yet. Like, yeah. So basically all of these things came out refuting Schefter and ESPN refuses to back down from that. And we got, I, it, we got that people was, on social media like, oh, he's gone. Like, no, he's not. He's still in the league. That was a bad two hours for you. Yeah, like, that was rough. We were at the driving range when it when it broke, and I thought I was going to watch the man cry. He called his mom. Like I couldn't hit a ball for like a good twenty five minutes. <laughs> I mean, you can't hit a ball. I can't anyway, hit a ball but, anyways. But like, like, it was I basically could only hit a shank <laughs> for like twenty minutes. Garrett called his mom and was like, "Your little boy is it all right right now?" Like it just the funniest. That was rough. The funniest two hours ever and i texted him later on i was like yeah tom is retiring he's like i'm fucking well aware of this it doesn't even matter anymore it was so i had after we after I, you dropped me off um well actually no while we were in the car my sister called me see if i was okay <laughs> uh i had three or four friends text me and go are you okay i had several people uh send me a message on like facebook be like, oh, see, it's all over for you. Well, whose team are you going to be a fan of next year? And I basically sent, told them to fuck off. Um, <laughs> show. Yeah, kid show. But then, so it gets refuted, basically. I, the first refute was from his agent. His agent spoke first, and then his father came out and said something. And I had, like, the same six people text me, you're on a roller coaster of emotions right now. And I basically didn't know what to do with myself because I was, like, in the process of preparing the social media post of I'm glad I got to watch this guy for 22 years because it had, it's been like the greatest privilege of my life to watch this guy play football. For it's so years. funny like, that I saw a TikTok earlier of uh, this girl posting about girls. Don't ever feel bad about what you post on Instagram because there are loads of guys right now preparing in their notes app, a big letter to Tom Brady about how they cha- how he changed their life. And then they're messaging their mom for a picture of when they were seven in a Tom Brady Jersey. Yes. And they're going to finish it off with, Goat number one forever with two goat emojis after us. And I'm thinking in my head, I was like, that's going to be Garrett when Tom Brady eventually retires. Well, so I think what I'm going to do when it does happen is it's going to be, I'm going to post like a 25 minute montage of his highlights somehow. But like, yeah, I I was literally, okay, what am I going to say? Because I definitely want to say something because I definitely want people to clap back at me and say that he's not the goat because anybody that does that like immediately gets the harshest of attention from me. And it was funny, I, I, just to piss you off when we were golfing, using the argument of Peyton Manning ended his career on top, Tom Brady didn't, so it doesn't matter anymore. But, I mean, go on with your theory, because your your theory right now is that Tom Brady ends up somehow on the 49ers via a trade, yeah, and so that's what's going to put him on top, because that's what he wants to do, because Peyton has that, and it's just that inner right. drive to be better than Peyton. So there's two reasons I think he hasn't announced anything yet. A, if he's on the roster after February 4th, he gets a $15 million bonus. So why would he – He's like, he's a rich man, but he's not stupid. You know, like, he, he obviously wants that. Um, number two, I think – I think what happened is he told the Bucks that he's considering not – I've heard from media outlets and some sources on stuff that the Bucks are preparing to not have him on their roster next year. That does not mean that he is retired. I seriously believe he wanted to wait and see what happens with this 49ers team this weekend. And I think we talked about this last week. I know you disagree with this, that you think he'll just retire. I don't disagree with it. I just don't think there's any, like, not even factual, because you can't use facts. Nothing is, is factually known right now. I just, there's not even, 
speculation to back up your claim. And that's that's fine. Like, but we we're not at that point in the season yet I where understand. we're gonna speculate about it. But like the Niners clearly need a quarterback. Like they clearly have a team that can win the Super yeah, Bowl. Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance ready to play quarterback in the National Football League? Like we saw him four times this year and he looked like he was seventeen years old and had no idea what was going on. Like he's not there. They clearly need another season to evaluate him. And Jimmy G cannot be that guy because you have your Super Bowl window in the NFL is about two to three seasons long. Like this next season's probably their last Super Bowl window because they're gonna have to start paying some of these guys. Like Debo, when Debo becomes a free agent, if he can stay healthy next year, my God, that guy is gonna command like top dollar. George Kittle's gonna get top dollar. Bosa, Greenlaw, Warner, even Jimmy Ward, like those are top value guys. They're going to have to pay these guys. Their offensive line is loaded. They're going to lose some of them. Like, that's hard to keep together. You need a bridge quarterback from Jimmy to Trey Lance. Tom Brady was born in the San Francisco area. He grew up a Niners fan. He wanted to be drafted by them. When he was a free agent the last time, they told him no because they were sticking with Jimmy G. Clearly, Jimmy G is not the guy. Brady has one year left on his deal. He can get traded. Like, that would not be hard for him to facilitate that. He basically would have to tell Tampa, I'm not playing here. I'm retiring. You can trade me to San Francisco, or I will walk away. That's pretty good leverage. Like, wouldn't you rather get something for the guy? I mean, that's my thing. I don't I don't think he's going to use that leverage. Why wouldn't he? No, if... So, I mean, if he truly, truly wants to play for the 49ers, then, yeah, he he will but I just don't know if he does. Like his parents he live likes, there. I understand. There, there are there are arguments, and there there are these things that back up your claim that that's where you think he's going. And I'm not disputing. Like I'm not shutting down your claim because anything can happen. I don't think he's going to play for the the Bucks either. No, I I think he's done with the Bucks. I don't think if he plays next year, it is not in a Tampa uniform. I've heard I've heard nothing but I love the city of Tampa. I love the warm weather. Gronky's down there. Like. I, I just don't I don't see him playing football another year. I think he's kind of just like I'm forty four years old. I'm and I, I fucking say right, this like, every right, single right, like year. all of a sudden at forty four he just doesn't want to do it anymore. And this you is know? where I get mad. That's I, and I see this it. is where I split on your argument because you're like, I just doesn't want it anymore. It's like what has this guy done for twenty basically twenty five years because of college? except for 365 days a year, get ready to play football on Sunday. He's not an actor. He's not funny like Peyton Manning. Oh, Ted Two-Star, Tom Brady. No, okay, but he's not an actor, you know? He's not Peyton Manning. He's not charismatic. That's not who he is. He's not Baker Mayfield either. No, he's clearly not Baker Mayfield. His Subway commercials suck. He basically just goes in them, stands there, and then that's it. Like, he's not going to coach. Oh, what other commercial is he in? Sorry to interrupt. He's in the... uh this car commercial. Yeah, and he has some, company, he has some yeah. Under Armour ones. He had that Hulu one a couple years ago where he was hinting at remaining a Patriot or whatever. Oh, uh, he has, oh, the uh, the crypto one too. And actually, yeah. he's pretty good in that one. But I think that's because Giselle's in it. Ted Two-Star. That's yeah, all yeah, that needs whatever. to be said. Um, but like, he's not going to coach. He's not going to be on TV. You know, he's not Tony Romo. He's not Peyton Manning. He's not those guys. Like, he's going to retire and have nothing to do. You know? Like, I think he's done in Tampa. I just don't think he's going to want to be there anymore. I think that's run its course. It's it's too stressful a situation. Come to Pittsburgh. Sorry, you couldn't hear that. Come to Pittsburgh. 
Would you want him in Pittsburgh? I'd take him in Pittsburgh. You, would you take him I'm in Pittsburgh I'm not going to be for the year? dumb 49ers fans from two years ago that are like, yeah, I don't want Tom Brady. Who yeah, I, I, they'd have even it, if They'd Tom, have at least one Super Bowl if they had Even Tom if Tom has his worst statistical season of all time, I would still love to be able to say, I'd love to be able to have a Tom Brady Pittsburgh Steelers jersey just to oh, piss be, you off. That would be ugly. Because like, you know I would have to buy it. Yeah. And that would make me really upset like, if I had to buy that. That'd be my whole driving factor. Tom, you want to come to Pittsburgh? I'll 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 empty my bank account for you to come to Pittsburgh. It's not a lot of money. Not not even close to what you got in your bank. But shit, you want to come to Pittsburgh, there's an open invite. But I mean, I think that he sees that Niners team and he goes, Man, I could win there. Like you don't think he could take that team there to the Super Bowl? Oh my god. Twenty quarterbacks in the league that could win in San Francisco. Are there though? I think so. Um I mean maybe, but like I think he looks at that and goes, "That's no problem for me." It's this—it's basically the same system he ran in New England for fifteen to twenty years: play action, tight ends, running game, two receiver sets, get the ball out quick. Wow, <laughs> where have we seen that before? You know, like Brandon I just think Ayuk with Tom Brady. Oh my god! Could you imagine Debo and George Kittle with Tom Brady and that run game, the well, play Isaac action? Mitchell, I like, don't want to imagine. Yeah, it, I, like I'm looking at it. It's just. I just don't think he plays again in Tampa. I, I think that's out. Like, that's just not going to happen. He doesn't want to be there. But if the Niners' position opens up, I think he's going to be the quarterback for them. I, and if he's right, I'll give you a, a firm handshake and be like, congratulations, you were right. I hope I am because that black 49ers jersey with the, the red in it, I want that so bad. I, oh, I will be – day one, I will have that, that jersey ordered. I'm – I don't know. So over Tom Brady. I just wanted him to be done. Fuck that guy. Kid show. Kid show. We literally went out to the... We're planning to go out to the bar to drink for Tom Brady's career because you were going to be a miserable bitch for months on end. And then it was like, all right, we're drinking to save Tom Brady. I did a cheers with three people that were like, yeah, this is for Tom Brady's stay. And I said, yeah, fuck Tom Brady. This is for hopefully Tom Brady leaving. I don't want this guy in the NFL anymore. I'm over it. Oh, least, you've had your time. Leave. At least we know that like he's not the only guy that can stop Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs now. Like at least we know that. That 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 question's been answered. Other people are capable of beating him. So like that's good. So maybe that gives Brady a sense of, you know what? I can walk away. It's okay. Somebody else is here to defeat this guy's legacy because people are going to try to put him on the mountaintop and I am the mount. Like Tom Brady's not the mountaintop. Tom Brady is the mountain. Like that's that's what he is, and I think he's afraid of his legacy, you know, not being enough. I, I mean, if he goes to Tam- or if he goes to San Francisco and gets his oh, eighth- if he if he goes to San Francisco, they're winning it. Like you could book that they will win the Super Bowl next year. Hell, I think if they get Kirk Cousins, they could win the Super Bowl next year. Kirk and, Cousins is top Aaron, twenty quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers is definitely available. And yeah. they definitely passed on him once, and they definitely would not do it again. I don't think he'd go there though. I mean, don't think, I think spite for he's Aaron Rodgers is a California there, kid, though. I understand. Yeah, it's it, Listen, it means something to go home and play in front but of your hometown. For him, it's always been, I'm going to show you what you... And I mean, maybe that's what it is. I want to show you that we can win with me here and just prove to you that you fucked up even more. But I mean, show. like, the Niners did that with Brady twice. They passed on him in the draft six times. They told him they were going to draft him, and they passed on him. And then, in free agency, that was his number one team. That's where he wanted to go. And they said, nah, we're going to stick with your former backup. The guy you that think, won two rings because of you. Do you think that they would pass him up a third time? Uh, yes. You think they would pass him up a third time? They're so dumb. They're so dumb. Like, they're, 
any team, there wasn't a single team in the league other than the Kansas City Chiefs that could have said, Kansas City, Tom Brady. Kansas City, Green Bay. I think Seattle was in that conversation, and I think Houston was in that conversation. Pittsburgh probably too because of I don't, the loyalty to Ben. Oh, yeah, loyalty to Ben, and that was it. Those were the only teams that should have been willing to say no to that guy. Every other team should have been like, yes, we will take you. How much money do you want? And who? Are, and do we have to go get Rob Gronkowski? Like, Wait, what were the teams? You say Houston? Yeah, Houston with Deshaun because that whole oh, situation yeah. hadn't happened yet. Remember, Deshaun Watson is a top-five no, quarterback in I this don't. league. Like, he is that dude. Yeah, the, the, it's just... Rams, why didn't you go get Tom Brady? Like, trade all your picks to the... No, you didn't have to trade him. He's a free agent. But instead, Is he a free agent? I don't think he's a free agent. He was a free agent. Oh, he, oh you're saying, saying that. Well, yeah. they still had to get off of the golf money. That was the problem. Who was trading for Jared Goff at that point? The Lions, apparently. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> they could have just said, here, Lions, take, take Jared Goff and these picks and just give us, like, a receiver or something else. Um... We're going to take a quick break because this is about to get heated in a minute. we got to talk about something. Okay, we're back. Um, we would be doing you guys a very big disservice if we did not bring this up because we promised we would talk more about baseball with the new year. And if you don't know for some reason and you either don't follow baseball or live under a rock, the Hall of Fame voting... For this year was was announced the other last week on Tuesday. It was last Tuesday, um, and we have one new Hall of Famer, uh, first ballot David Ortiz. Congratulations, is a Hall of Famer does not deserve to be first ballot in my opinion, but there are two guys in this draft, maybe even three, that deserve. You said draft. I'm sorry. I'm just, in this, I'm just laughing at you a little bit. This Hall of Fame class. That deserve to be in it. And they go by the names of Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling. Maybe Kurt Schilling. No, Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Like, there's no reason he's not. Yeah. And just to say this, we live, um, what, 30, 45 minutes from the Cooperstown Hall of Fame. It's a kind of the biggest thing in this area with sports. Um, and I've never been, and I probably won't ever go because of just the best players aren't in the the building, and I mean, you've been what three times? I think you've said, and you said you'd never go again. No, I would. I have never been to the baseball. Oh, you've hall never been? Oh, I yeah. refuse to go. So, so we both live 30, 45 minutes away from the Hall of Fame, and would never go, and will never go until the best players are put into the hall. Um, you seem to be way more passionate about it than I do, which is understandable. But I, I, I do still have my feelings about this and the sport of baseball and the voters in general. So why don't you? take us away with this this angry section of this podcast we're about to have i'm gonna try to stay as calm as possible because i i don't want to sit here and just scream because i that's not good podcasting etiquette but look what happened last tuesday and there's probably going to be some f-bombs in this so if you're not cool with that probably it's just but let's just start it off with a, a huge kid show we are going to probably miss yeah. every single one in this next yeah. section so like kid show, kid now, show coming up if for some reason you are a a, a 13 year old or younger listening to our sports podcast just stop listening listen what happened last tuesday was a national fucking disgrace that's probably the the cleanest f-bomb i've ever dropped right there, show. ever um it was disgusting i mean look I, big poppy's a hall of famer i'm a red sox fan he's a hall of famer he's not a first ballot hall of famer but he's a hall of famer for david ortiz to get into the hall of fame a guy that 
has tested positive for steroids. Now, the how that test was announced to the public was kind of illegitimate. Whatever the whatever you want to believe on that story, he still tested False positive. positive or whatever. Yeah. No, no, he, it was it was he tested positive, but it was supposed to be a it was never supposed to be announced that any of those guys took part in that test. Um, for him to get in, and for anyone involved with baseball to be in the Hall of Fame and take steroids, but for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens to not be in the Hall of Fame because of steroids is the most hypocritical and shameful thing in sports, I believe. I think it's shameful. The Hall of Fame's job and responsibility, and there's a plaque, before you walk into the Hall of Fame, there's a plaque outside of the museum that says this museum's job is to preserve the history of baseball. You cannot write the history of baseball without Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling for that matter, but Kurt Schilling is a different story. So I'm just going to stop you for a second. If you don't know, if we have never talked about this on the podcast, Garrett is one of the biggest people of you need to be great to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he doesn't like the Basketball Hall of Fame because he thinks it's too easy to get in. Oh, it's it's incredible. He, he is one right. of the biggest proponents of, and he, he said this on the podcast, Big Ben is not a Hall of Famer in his eyes because in his eyes, he's just like Colin Coward where you have to be five years at least of the best player at your respective position to get into the Hall of Fame. And he is so driven in the fact that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens need to get in, and Kurt Schilling for that matter, should get in, which should just show you how much, how just how bullshit this whole situation is. And I care nothing about baseball. I, not, not nothing, but I care very little about the sport of baseball. And I know that Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, I don't know who, I, I'll be honest, I don't know who Kurt Schilling is. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen him play, and I'll say that right Kurt now. Kurt Schilling was the bloody sock game in if, '04 yeah. against the Yankees. If that I mean. kills my credibility as a podcaster, then so be it. But I don't know who he is. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, the two be- two of the best players at their respective positions or their respective roles in the sport of baseball. It, it's a, it's a travesty that these guys just aren't in the Hall of Fame now, and oh, could get in in December or November when they do the, the backup vote, that but they aren't technically in the Hall of Fame at that right, point. Right, the Today's Game Committee, which is just a disgrace, too. Like, I, the, Barry Bonds, if you're too young to know who he is, if you're too young and you're still listening, I'm surprised. <laughs> but, look, if you don't know who Barry Bonds is, Barry Bonds, in the history of baseball, the 175 years of baseball in this country, it's the only time the pitcher has been at a disadvantage. Like, with Barry, it's the... Let me say that again. The pitcher is always at the advantage except when facing Barry Bonds. walked with bases loaded. It was down two. This guy would see two pitches a night. Now, I remember the the home run chase when he broke the home run, the single-season home run record. And then I also remember when he broke Hank Aaron's record. This guy would see one to two pitches a night and hit them farther than anybody's ever hit a baseball. They would walk him... Every time he has the most career walks in baseball history, and he also has the most home runs. If you took Barry Bonds's 752 home or 753 home runs and just took them out and made them all outs, his on on base percentage percentage is still better than David Ortiz. That's how great he is. Okay, he is a seven time MVP, he won the MVP seven times. Imagine LeBron James winning the MVP seven times and not being in the Hall of Fame. 
That's basically what we're talking about here. Okay? He's a 12-time Silver Slugger. Three, or I'm sorry, eight-time Gold Glove. Like, think about that. He won the Gold Glove eight times. He basically was a DH the second half of his career. Or not a DH, but he basically barely played defense. He had a Hall of Fame career before he did steroids. Like, 400 home runs and 400 uh, stolen bases. Nobody in history has ever done that. He's the only guy in history to do that. And that guy's not in the Hall of Fame. He won the batting title twice. Like, that's insane. It's, it's insane. And look, did he take steroids? Of course he took steroids. Like, of course he did. You know what? Jeff Bagwell's in the Hall of Fame. He took steroids. Pudge. Pudge Rodriguez is in the Hall of Fame. He took steroids. Mike Piazza is in the Hall of Fame, and he took steroids. Uh, Tony La Russa was the manager for Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. Those guys did steroids. Tony LaRusso won a lot of games because of steroids, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Bud Selig turned a blind eye, a blind eye to steroids while it was making baseball billions of dollars. Didn't care. Uh, it, the same writers that voted for Barry to win all of those awards now turn their back on him and don't vote for him to win these, to get in the Hall of Fame. That is an, an atrocity. It's an atrocity. It's, it's sick. I mean... Like, let me give you Roger Clemens. This guy won seven Cy Youngs. Seven. Like, nobody has more than, like, three, basically. I mean, there are some guys that have more than that. But, like, three is usually, like, oh, my God, you won three Cy Youngs. He won the pitching triple crown twice. He is an MVP as a pitcher. He won two World Series. He, had a, he won the ERA title seven times. Like, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. And he's just, they're just not going to put him in. Now, Roger Clemens was stupid. He, he basically waved his finger at Congress and said, yeah, come, come subpoena me, come challenge me on what I've been doing. You know, if you don't like him because of that, that's fine. I have a problem with Sosa because he kind of did the same thing. I, I don't speak English all of a sudden. Shut the hell up. You, you speak English. Congress calls you and you, you answer their questions. But, like, for those other guys to be in the, in the Hall of Fame and for Barry Bonds to not be is, is disgusting. It's, it's just shameful. It's shameful. This guy made baseball billions of dollars, and they basically shun him. And I know people want to turn around and throw the Pete Rose thing in there. Look, there's no precedent for Pete Rose to be in the Hall of Fame because Shoeless Joe Jackson isn't in the Hall of Fame either. So if you want to throw Pete Rose, and that's a whole different conversation if anybody wants to have that. He committed a true sin of baseball. Cheating is everything in baseball. If you're not trying to cheat in baseball, you're doing something wrong. Because if we're going to limit... Anybody in the Hall of Fame to people that didn't cheat, you have to take out 75% of the Hall of Fame. I mean, just this year, the whole narrative was, like, through the first half of the baseball season, every single pitcher is using spider tech. Like, you had pitchers going against everybody else, calling everybody out. Trevor Bauer went, went out of his way to call every single pitcher out and showing, this is sweat and rot or resin. And just was able to hold the baseball. You guys can't see it. He was able to hold the baseball just in his hand, not grabbing it at all. And he's like, this is just something that could be checked for. The league didn't care. And then they, all of a sudden, it's something comes out, and it's 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 a big like, – players are starting to prove that this this is what's happening. And baseball's like, oh, we can't have a bad look, so we're going to cut this down now. But everybody knew. Well, it's, Statistically, it's, numbers were higher. Spin rates were higher for every single pitcher in the league this year that, that – Use resin or spider tack or anything like that. KY jelly. Yeah. Melting. Uh, what, what was the other one they do? They were, oh, they were boiling Coca-Cola 
and adding, um, yeah, yeah, whatever they were like, like they would boil Coca Cola down and then add sunscreen spin, and sweat to it. Spin like, rates on. were up on almost every single pitcher in the league this year, and the MLB didn't care. Until Trevor Bauer and other pitchers came out and was proving what everybody was doing. So, like, all those pitchers from this era aren't going to be in the Hall of Fame because they cheated, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like those Astros players, are those guys going to get in the Hall Like, if Altuve, Altuve's on pace to be a Hall of Famer, like, let's call it what it is. That guy's not going to be in the Hall of Fame? Come on. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, like what's, what's the difference? I'm not going to say what's the difference, but, I mean, there are very big similarities between using steroids and corking a bat. I would say that corking a bat is... Um, is more helpful to a baseball player than steroids are, personally. I mean, you know, steroids you still have to work at. You know, you still have to, like, work out to get big. If you cork a bat, like, you're just, you're going to add 50 feet of distance to your ball. It's guaranteed. Like, so then there's the second part of this. There's the character clause, which is something that they basically invented about nine years ago to keep these guys out. And it's basically saying that you're, it's not just about on the field. It's about off the field, too. Well, hang on a minute. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait. Are you telling me that there's nobody in the Baseball Hall of Fame currently that wasn't an absolute piece of shit? There's nobody in there that didn't beat the hell out of their wife or that wasn't a fucking racist that, like, hated black people? There's nobody in the Hall of Fame currently that, that has issues, right? Are you serious? Big Poppy? Really? Come on. The guy that struck out, had a bad call, and then took a bat and assaulted a telephone? That guy doesn't have... Are you serious? This is our fucking city. Like, it's just... So because Barry Bonds wasn't a very nice guy, and he was a dick. Like, he was a bad teammate. His, you know, a lot of teammates didn't like him. The media... He was an ass to the media. Like, he was an ass. He was an ass to the media. He didn't like him. He thought they were always out to get him. So he was a jackass back. So because he acted like that, you can't vote him in. Really? That's what this is about now? That's pathetic. That's pathetic. Like, it, I, it should have nothing to do with what happened off the field. What you did on the field and what you produced is what matters. That guy hit 73 home runs in a single season. I mean, that's impossible. That's, Sorry, that's not just... Are not, that just you still have to hit the ball. That's that's not just being jacked out of your mind. That is incredible. That's incredible. It just is. And I like, sure, McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds are the three with the big numbers, and they all did it. But like, you still have to be able to hit the ball. They literally would walk him instead of pitch to this guy, and he can't be in the Hall of Fame. But you know what is in the Hall of Fame? A bat from his rookie year. They have the bat that hit the Hank Aaron breaking home run. They also have the ball that has that was they have the seventy third home run ball that has an asterisk carved into it. But they have that ball. So those items can be in the Hall of Fame for display, but the guy can't be in, right? Like he's not allowed. It's just it's sickening to me. And I mean, let's talk about Kurt Schilling. Because so he he's still a Hall of Famer to me, but He's a borderline guy, but he should be in. Because the postseasons that he put together, he's a three-time World Series champion. And, you know, I mean, that's that's really it for his statistics. But, I mean, he had 216 wins. Um, you know, he had 3,000 strikeouts. Usually you get 3,000 strikeouts, like you're going to get in the Hall of Fame. That's, that's like the borderline number. You know, 79 war, that's pretty good. Um, 
he is basically not in the Hall of Fame because his political opinions. And he said some shitty things on TV. Like, he said some borderline racist stuff on TV. And you can't do that. Like, regardless of your political opinions, though, like, he should be in the Hall of Fame. It, you should not be held we, out of the Hall of Fame because of your politics. We just need to take... We need to take outside... And, like, I, I don't want to sit here and say, like, oh, if you beat your wife, that's fine. Because what you did on the field is... Because I think, like, if, if there's... If we're going to be this, like, picture-perfect organization that the MLB is trying to claim themselves to be with players off the field antics, we need to strip everybody in the hall that has ever done steroids. We need to strip everybody in the hall that has ever done a, a heinous criminal activity, like beat your wife, or, like, take out every player from the Negro era of baseball that was ever racist to black players, take them all out. There like, are literally guys in the Hall of Fame that were part of the KKK. Like, that is an actual thing. Like, that is real. Ty Cobb was an ass. He was, like, an openly racist dude. <laughs> like, you know, that's just wrong. This is just... There's, there's now been a precedent sent that if you, if the, the league or the voters just don't like you, we are completely okay with this person not getting in. And, and how is that the case? Like, I want to talk about Alex Rodriguez. Is it going to get in the Hall of Fame because of his steroids? You cannot write the story of Derek Jeter without Alex Rodriguez. And that's going to piss a lot of people off. Like yeah, it that's, is, that's a pretty hot take. But I mean, it's it's partially true. It is. You cannot write the history of the story of Derek Jeter without Alex Rodriguez. So we have this: the goat, Derek Jeter, goat. Whoa, whoa please in, don't in, say in, that. In quotations, because I'm a huge arguer of Derek Jeter is not the greatest baseball player, shortstop of all time at all. But everybody's proclaimed goat, the guy that everybody loves. Alex Rodriguez is a part of that. And is it is a pretty big, big, big thing, big I mean, part of that. Look, A Rod's admitted to it publicly, and that might be his one saving grace that he did admit to it, and he's become this nice guy media thing. And if he's gonna get in, that's gonna be his way in. It's gonna be he has to flip some people the other way and go on a campaign tour to get in. See, that's the difference. Barry and Roger a long time ago basically said, Fuck it, we don't care. Like we, if you're not going to put us in, fine. We know we're first ballot Hall of Famers, and if you're not going to put us in, we're not going to kiss your ass to get there because we certainly didn't kiss your ass when we were playing the game. Barry basically said "fuck you" to all those guys a long time ago. So, I think it matters hey, to Roger Alex. Clemens made a made a Twitter post about it's like I talked with my family 12 years ago, knowing that we were I wasn't right. getting into the Hall of Fame. We should never prepare for it. Kurt Schilling asked in 2017 to just drop his name from the, the ballots ballot. because he yeah. doesn't want to be. He just doesn't want to be associated with it. He doesn't care anymore. He knows he's not going to get good in. for them. Yeah. I mean, but with Alex, like, I think Alex clearly cares. I think he wants to be in. I think that's something that matters to him because... Well, he's he, still involved in baseball. Well, he yeah. Commentates that and, and he's like a baseball historian guy. Like, you know, like if, um, if Belichick couldn't get into the Hall of Fame, that would bother him. Like, that would truly bother him because he loves the history of football. I think Alex, like, loves the history of baseball. And we've seen like his interactions with like Pete Rose and guys on TV. Like he cares. That matters to him. I don't think Barry gives a shit. No. Barry's like, I made all this money. I don't care. Like, I should be in, but if you're not gonna put me in, fine. I, I don't care about you. You're you're whatever. So I guess that like, you know, that makes the argument for him being in like a little bit less, but at the same time, it's still wrong. And like if Alex gets in, I'll be happy because you're not gonna find a bigger Alex Rodriguez fan than me, and I'm a Red Sox guy. I, Love the Red Sox, but I think Alex Rodriguez is one of the 10 best baseball players I've ever seen play in my life. 
That guy was awesome. Like, awesome. He was amazing. And for him to possibly not get in is a shame. Just like it's a shame if Manny Ramirez doesn't get in, but he's never going to get in. He Everybody hates him, and it's just never going to happen. And, you know, there's other guys that were involved in that era that did what they did, and they're not going to get in. And, it, you know, it just it's a shitty situation. But every year we're going to have people on the ballot that were involved in some sort of way. And I'm, and then the pitcher situation is going to come up. The pitchers that were clearly using shit that are breaking rules, that's going to happen. And then we're going to have other guys. Like, it just becomes what do we do with these people and when do we as a society stop, start saying baseball's wrong and we need to do something about it. That's the problem. I'm just waiting for the day that, that like, the snow melts in upstate New York. We have a bright and sunny 83-degree day. And I see a Twitter post of thousands and thousands and thousands of baseball fans showing up in Barry Bonds jerseys. And it's like, and they're always going to be like, oh, it's just ironic. And it's, but, it, but it's not. Like, you have these diehard fans. And you have some diehard fans that, that are are consistent in their argument that if you cheated at all, you should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame. And that's that's fine. Like, if you want to make that argument, but stay consistent with it, I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, I got no issues there. I but got no issues it's the that. people that are fine with David Ortiz getting in and Pudge staying in. But they're like, oh, no, Barry Bonds, no thank you. That's all right. I, I, you're, you're just not for me. Like, the credibility of the Hall of Fame went away a long time ago when they introduced the Today's Game Committee and then immediately put in Bud Selig. Like, it just makes no sense. That guy had a chance to end steroids. It, it, it's, it's the Lance Armstrong debate. It's the same thing. We didn't care when he was doing it because he was winning, and as soon as, like, he wasn't a very nice guy, we cared. It, it, it's the same shit. Like, everybody in, that, everybody in cycling was doing steroids when Lance Armstrong was doing it, but he was the guy that was winning, and he was kind of an asshole to the media. So he's the bad guy? He's the guy that is the root of all evil? Are you serious? But see, like, did nothing. He did nothing for, like, eight to ten years about anything to do with steroids, and then finally, after he'd made enough money and baseball was back, because... Remember, in 1994, they canceled the World Series. In 1997, baseball ratings were the lowest in history, and then 1998 happens, and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa go on to break the home run record set by Roger Maris, and all of a sudden, baseball's king again, right? Where was Bud Selig then? Everybody knew what Mark McGuire was doing. They were in his fucking locker. He had bottles of HGH in his locker doing media interviews, and you could see him right there. He wasn't hiding it. I mean, come on. Mar- have you ever seen Mike- Mark McGuire? Do you know what he looks like? Yeah. Like, you've seen his chest and his fucking forearms. The guy looks like a bodybuilder. I- I'm sorry. I'm going off the rails here. Like, everybody knew what he was doing. Sammy Sosa went from being like 165 pounds to like 240 and just ripped overnight. Barry Bonds in 1998 shows up to spring training. The season before, he was like 178 pounds. He shows up to spring training. He's 235 with a neck like the size of... Zeus, you know, like, oh, of course he was doing that. He had the cream and the clear. That's what he was rubbing. He said it was flaxseed oil. It was definitely not flaxseed oil. Like, come on. Everybody knew what was going on, but nobody cared because it was making money. The the Cubs won't honor Sammy Sosa until he admits what he did wrong, but they won't give back any of the money that he made for them, right? It, it's It's the biggest hypocrisy in sports. It's wrong. Oh, I wish we had done this on Tuesday. I, we might have had to just actually delete the whole podcast if we did this Tuesday for one thing. But it's it's just shameful. It's shameful. I agree. I uh, <laughs> that was interesting. I talked a little bit more than I thought I would. Didn't think I'd be able to get a word in for a little bit of that. But 
I mean, is that is that is that is there any other argument you have to make? I, I mean, I, I think, think we've gone it. over most. Yeah, of Yeah, but I've covered what I want to get through. I mean, it's just so disgusting to me, and I'm glad that other people feel that way. But I hate that it's one day a year that people feel that way. Because to me, like, I know I'm a psychopath, but this shit bothers me, like, 365 days a year. It just does. Like, this is wrong, you know? Like, like if O.J. Simpson wasn't in the NFL Hall or the Pro Football Hall of Fame, that would be wrong, you know? And But nobody would care about that. But this is actually wrong. And there's media that doesn't cover this because they don't want to wipe their noses on you baseball. You Colin Collard and Stephen A. Smith, who don't talk about baseball, tweeting and talking about this on like yeah but it wasn't on their shows first take did not cover this until three days later when mad dog russo came on and even then mad dog russo didn't he was like oh no barry bond's not a hall of famer to me but do you know how much money mad dog russo made on his show because he was able to talk about barry bonds during the hall of fame chase they talked about the giants every day back then like are you serious it's it's wrong it's just wrong but the media didn't cover it because the media wanted to stay away from it because it's dirty. And it's not, you know, everything is not black and white with this. It's not. It's voting for the Hall of Fame. It's not black and white. It should be, but it's not. And we've made it. I, maybe, no, I won't say that. I don't want to say that. That's That goes to a different level. I, I'm going to keep that one to myself personally. Okay. I, I, I won't go there. That that might get me canceled if I say that on on live air, possibly. Yeah. Cancel him because he had a bad thought. Just do it. Let me run this shit by myself. Might, you might have to cancel me because of that. Cancel him. Intrusive thoughts almost broke. But I, I, I'm just I'm on the same boat as you. You obviously feel way more than I do with this. I get annoyed, but you have told me numerous times that this is one thing. That if somebody disagrees with you, that's just like blood instantly goes from what it should be temperature wise to 250 degrees in a, in a snap of a finger. But it's it's like this, and then um, it's uh, college athletes should be paid. Like it's it's like those arguments, and then there's another baseball argument. Like those are the three. Like don't bring those up around me, or you're going yeah. to regret. I mean, that if you're decision. listening to this and you're in high school or college, and you have to write a paper about an argumentative essay about some topic, right? Skip over. You obviously can't write about the college athletes should be paid anymore because that was always the go-to. The use use Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. Just do it. It's, it's such an easy argument. Compare them to the people that are already in there. I just helped you write your essay. God, if only I was. Still I'll give in you, I'll give them the three names again: Jeff Bagwell, Ivan Padre Rodriguez, and Mike Piazza. There and David Ortiz. David Ortiz. Now. There's four. There you go. There's four names. Go ahead. Yep. I, but I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, I mean, we'll probably talk about the Pro Bowl next week because it's the last one of the last two football games we get to see in a while. Yeah, next week we'll have props. Uh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, just yeah. what we think is going to happen. Like, not gambling advice again. Just, if you want to listen to us, do it. Don't blame us for it because I'm really bad at sports betting, but it's all right. Um, and then in the football offseason, when things get excited, coaches are trying to get hired. I, I have things I need to say about coaches we, that have been hired so far, but we're waiting until after the yeah, Super Bowl. We will hoping, do the, we'll either do coaches next week or after the Super hoping Bowl. Hoping for more coaches to get hired by then. And then it's on to offseason transactions, draft stuff, basketball stuff. We're getting into the good part. We're almost a year into the podcast so far. So we will see you guys next week.